This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a preschooler and a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two kids under six, and a baby on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we're walking in a winter wonderland of horrors. Plus, Biz pulls the plug on swimming. Teresa is still pregnant. And we talked to Jenny Jekyll about her graphic novel, Spot 12, Five Months in the Neonatal ICU. Woo! <laughs> I know the woo is a tradition. Woo is a tradition. Really inappropriate. You can never remove the woo, but there are no. sometimes the, the like gravity of our guests yeah. does not necessarily match with yeah. the woo. No, that was weird. Or maybe it does. It maybe, was... maybe it's just a nod to eh. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a little disturbing. <laughs> it was a little disturbing. It was a little disturbing, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, here we are. Here we are. How are you, Teresa? I'm good. I'm still pregnant. You are. Good uh, job. Thank you. Congratulations. Good job. You're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, You're Chris. getting really good at this. <laughs> um. So, status update. I'm 35 weeks and a few days. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm... In full nesting mode, my friend, <laughs> my friend, um, my friend who's also pregnant, uh, told me that her um, husband coined the term "power nesting," mm. which is like exactly what I feel like I'm doing right now because I'm making lists of oh, things and lists. I'm realizing because it's like getting towards the end, yeah. and it's like it's the time where like you know everybody's telling me to start having the stuff ready it's a little early for the stuff but like if the baby came early you'd be glad you have the stuff stuff. yeah so like there's and i haven't done any of the stuff actually at all sure so i need to start doing all the stuff so i'm like i'm kind of but i'm like pumped i have like the energy for it right now and i'm like okay this energy is gonna be gone in like four days your baby's coming tomorrow yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna do some stuff. This you could do some stuff. Yeah. That's good. I would like to say, in the grand scheme of all the things that I did not experience, that Teresa experienced, uh, which was a lot. We experienced pregnancies and childbirth <laughs> and the raising of children differently. I don't ever remember like a nesting thing. No, like, I don't ever like when people are like. But that's kind oh, of just how you are all the time. That could be it. That like, could be it. That I'm always <laughs> making like, lists. I'm nesting all the time. You're always nesting. I'm always you're perpetually always, yeah. nesting. I think so. I think uh, that's what it is. Maybe that's it. Yeah. You know, there was a time I had wanted to like with the Katie Bell wanted to start a blog, and by wanted to, I mean, hey, here's an idea I'll never see through and isn't worth seeing through, but was to start a website called Feminist. Yes. Right? Ooh. Yes. Somebody go do that. And just have me on for an interview. I love how you're just like, I don't need this intellectual property. Give it- just <laughs> take my intellectual property. <laughs> but, anywho. Anywho. How are you? I'm... Really tired, guys. Yeah, like, I could have some. We are. Can I? Can I? Can I give you a little a little intro shout out here? Sure. Okay. Biz has been solo parenting for ten, ten days. days. Okay. And meanwhile, we've been having like the storm of the century yeah. in Southern California, so it's been dumping buckets of rain <laughs> almost every single day. Yeah. Um, and that's ten days is a long. Long time Ooh. to be on your own without your partner yep. with your kids. Yeah. So you're doing been. an amazing job. Thank you. I'm very tired. I have discovered that you would think that like as the years go by parenting, you would get better at lots of things. <laughs> uh, I've been doing this for seven years, right? Two kids. I but like this has been one of those like stretches where I 
I can't get anything done. Mm. I cannot mm-hmm. answer an email. No. I cannot. Today's show, guys, going to be what it is. Oh, come on. It's going to be, be great. It'll be fine. But I'm just like, I couldn't even like, like it's in my brain. Yeah. You should sit down and do this. Yeah. But uh, usually my work times are like right. right in the morning and right after dinner because Stefan's home at those times. Right. And he hasn't been there. Right. And 8 o'clock. I just stopped. I just yeah. shut down. But not what I was going to talk about. I'm very tired. Okay. Uh, what I was going to talk about was I have pulled Katie Bell from her swim classes. And oh, really? Here's the story about it. Yeah. Uh, so she she did all right in a pool. I wouldn't sign anything officially, like on a permission slip that said my, my kid, kid can, can swim. swim. <laughs> Though, you know, she doesn't need me in the pool with her. Right. Right. She, you yeah. know, as long as she can stand, she's fine. And she can swim and breathe and do all that stuff. Yeah. But again, I wouldn't sign a permission slip. Yeah. So. Uh, she's taken lessons at two different places over the last four years, you know, on and off. This year, I just, like, we had gone to a pool party at the beginning of school. Uh, she'd had a small incident where I was like, she needs to, we need to move past this. Mm. We need to learn how to swim. So I signed her up for this new program that Ellis and I do, you know, on, like, one day a week. Mm-hmm. Ellis gets no real benefit out of this <laughs> Like my my three year old's not swimming across the length of a pool. No. This is an activity for us to do. It's, it's water exposure right. too. But it's I like, like them. Yeah, yeah, water exposure. But I like the people. Anyway, I put Katie Bell in it, and she'd been doing okay until uh, the instructor was asking her to like, so she could swim almost the whole length of the pool. But then there's like this one spot where it goes from touchable to deep, uh-huh. and the span of where she can touch to the wall that's deep is like. Five feet, six uh-huh. feet, not very far, uh-huh. and she freezes up. She like psychologically because it was deep. Yeah, she knows that if she panics, she can't of touch. The deep end at the pool too. It's like all of a sudden, if she we're just, there, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. I don't know why. And the teacher, the first time we got to that point, yeah. the teacher's pushing her because she knows she can swim. Yeah, and she's pushing her, and like I'm watching Katie Bell, like her stress level rise. I can uh-huh. watch her starting to like the breathing, the like uh, the tears that like. The teacher gets her to the gets her to do it, uh-huh. but it's horrible for yeah, her. Yeah, it's awful. It's yeah. awful for her. And the class is over, and she comes out of the pool. She says, "I don't ever want to do this again." Wow. And I'm like, "Okay, well, we have to learn how to swim, but yeah. I, we ain't gonna learn necessarily like this." But so yeah. I, we get in the car and we talk about it, and I'm like, "I appreciate that this is really stressful, but we have to learn how to swim. You have to get." past the deep end at some point yeah uh this it's like your father and i uh, need to feed you we need to clothe you we need to protect you and one of those ways to protect you is you need to know how to swim we Uh live in a swimming area okay uh so we're gonna have to do this now that doesn't mean that this is the way we learn okay it could be something else but i'd like us to try one more time Uh and she's like okay so christmas break happens we Two weeks, the classes are canceled. We go back, same teacher, and she's all excited because the teacher had given me this advice of, oh, start at the deep end. When I have kids who have a problem, start at the deep end because you're getting to a reward, right? She's in the pool for like three minutes, and Uh she's losing her shit, and I just walk over, and I say, come on. Let's go. Yeah. You know, let's go. Get yeah. out of this. What I want to say is, fuck this shit. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah. fucking want to do this to you. Yeah. So we get in the car and we say, all right, why don't we try a different teacher? Maybe it's just this teacher. And she's uh-huh. like, okay. And then another, it takes us like two weeks to get to that teacher. Uh-huh. And last night, I'm trying to prep her for going and I see her stress and anxiety going back yeah. up. And I was like, ah, fuck it. 
Uh-huh. Fuck it. I'm not fucking <laughs> taking you to this fucking swim class where you're fucking miserable. I'm not going to like have you associate swimming with like trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Like fuck the fuck you guys. Like yeah. just I I'm so yeah. like tired and I'm so over it and I'm so like you are my perfect 7-year-old daughter yeah. and this is not how we learn how to swim. Yeah. Well, and it <laughs> also like, sounds like she can swim. She can swim fine, but I don't think I don't want her to fall into a deep end and panic and drown cuz right now I don't right. think she'd kick in. They're not teaching her how to tread water. They're not teaching her a bunch of stuff that I think would be beneficial. They have a very specific <laughs> okay. I know. program. We're at the same place. Yeah, you're at the same place. Yeah, specific program. Yeah. <laughs> there are lots of other ways to learn how to swim. But I just was like, you know what? She's not going to grow up to be a uh-huh. sociopath or a quitter nope. or anything like that nope. if I fucking pull her out of this fucking yeah. class. Yeah. Be warned, there might be a lot of fucks today, guys. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm really tired. So, on that note, mm-hmm. let's say fuck it to yeah. winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Winter. Yeah. It is the time of our discontents. <laughs> All right, let's. I can't believe we've never like talked about this. And some of that reason is probably because we live in Southern California, yeah. where it's a little unfair to talk about the shit show that yeah. is winter. Yeah, we're gonna try to be self-aware about we're that be today. Very self-aware. I still think we can talk about yeah. it because you still have the short days. You still have like yeah. the dark mornings. Mm-hmm. You still have weather that makes you feel deterred from going outside. Right. Sometimes, yeah. There's also like school. Which you would think would be great, except all the random fucking holidays that pop up. So it's yeah. a lot of schedule juggling. Yes. And and also we have lived in, I've lived in winter places. So I also know the whole like snow days suddenly come up. Right. Everything is shut down. Uh, you still have to go to work out in the snow. Yep. <laughs> you don't get a snow day. Uh, but your kids, so there's a lot of stuff I think we could talk about uh, in general about winter. And I kind of want to say, should we, should we start with some positives? Okay. I just because I was thinking uh, the only positive that can come to mind is when you said dark nights. Uh I was like, that actually is great for us because I have the three year old and the seven year old. I can just trick them into going to bed. Yeah, my kids don't do that. And it's also dark in their room when it is time to go to bed. Yeah. Right? Because this bedtime that Ellis has, which is now seven ish, Mm -hmm. uh, in a couple of months, it's going to be bright as day in that room at yeah. 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't true. know how that's going to work. My so, kids are 9.30 no matter what I do. Oh, my. Yeah. How, have they started watching, like, ABC sitcoms at night? <laughs> that's actually <laughs> not a bad idea. I know. Just like. I don't know how we get to 9.30. I don't know how you get to 9.30. I'm, like, about to start crying right now because I'm, like, by 8 o'clock, I'm, like, yeah, everybody <laughs> be a bed. Right now? I mean, I get them into bed by like 8.30. Yeah, but they're like up. Like 8 or 8.30, yeah, yeah. but they're just not asleep no. until then. Oh, it's not what we're going to talk about. No, today. we're not going to get into uh, that. Yeah. But anyways, I do hear you that like for some kids. Some of that, that is The darkness, yeah, the early darkness does help. The downside would be waking up and it's still really dark yeah. and you can't get them up and out to school. Ugh. So that's, there's a pro and a con. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Waking up your five-year-old who doesn't want to get out of bed for school and, like, forcing them to get up out of bed in the dark and get ready for school, it's the worst. And I'm Um, sure it's way worse with even younger kids. Like, for people who have to, like, really get out early to be on time for work. It's And it's so dark. And your kids are still—you're just like— this is just raw. I mean, it just it hurts. Well, from popular like, sitcoms, it's also horrible for teenagers too, right? Like they don't yeah, want to get out of bed. Yeah, but my five year old is like a teenager in the morning. <laughs> she is. She. I can't get. I cannot get Grace out of bed in the morning. It's so hard. See, just like you're like, oh, my kids, I get no benefit from the nighttime. Yeah, I'm like, mine are up. <sighs> Six o'clock. Yeah. Six o'clock. They are up. Well, that's because they went to bed early, I guess. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not my kids. 9.30, still up at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay. I'm like, it's dark outside. Your body should be telling yeah. you to stay asleep. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would like to say that when winter comes, mm-hmm. I always feel like this is, there's like a, there's like a cycle I go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do this. Winter's here. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. Like, snow. Who doesn't love snow? I right. fucking love snow. Let's go. Yeah. We got our boots. We got our winter gear. Bah, let's go. Because I'm sure it all still fits from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only benefit to having several children is that you only <laughs> you keep only having to buy one every year. Yep. And it just moves down the pipe. Um, that's how people plan children, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like everybody's out enjoying the snow yeah. and it's great uh, for us everybody's out enjoying the rain which we never get yeah. here like it's Splashing all this great puddles. stuff yeah. and then only after like a mere few days it's like no it's too snowy this is what yeah. I actually said this to Katie about no you can't play outside today this this is it's too rainy yeah she's like what and I'm yeah. like it's too rainy. Yeah, it's Before dangerous. It was just it's dangerous rainy, but rainy. now it's been raining like, for days and like, like yeah. why is it dangerous it is. It's very windy. The mud. The mu- There's wind. Things could fall. We're not going outside today. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Just like, because it's all the stuff that for a couple of days didn't feel like a big deal yeah. putting your children in. Yeah. Suddenly it's like, oh, cram. Just cram your arm in that jacket and like the boots yeah. and then the hats. And then, and then everything's bed. messy oh, inside and so out. Wet. Where do you leave the stuff? Yeah. We don't have mud rooms There's in no California. There's no mud rooms in yet. California. No, it's my, it's... I have a porch that is so covered in mud right now. And you're lucky to have a porch. porch. I know. I'm like, lucky to have a porch. We just come in and the all the... <laughs> Like, first five feet around our front door is just wet and muddy and, like, covered in people's discarded boots and jackets. Winter's also a good time to find out if there's something horribly wrong with the place that you live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've... You know what? Okay, so we've been in our house for, like, four years. Yeah. And this is the first time we've discovered multiple leaks. Yeah, because it's, because it's it torrentially has, we had We've been yeah. having a drought, yeah. and now it's, like, buckets of rain. Yeah, I'm a little and so worried. so we have yeah. all this water coming into our house. Four years yeah. of that not being an issue. Right. I yeah, mean, I started having some, like... Well, that light's delaying a little bit on my mm-hmm. front porch. I yeah. wonder if there's rain. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, yeah, that's a fun thing so, about winter. <laughs> yeah, and so I think a similar part of this is the excitement surrounding, like, oh, we'll stay in and oh, be cozy. cozy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so at first being cozy is, like, so exciting. <laughs> and you have the blankets yeah. and you do hot cocoa and everybody stays in their jammies until, like, 2 o'clock or for the movie. whole day. Let's watch a movie. <laughs> and then you quickly realize... Um. That a movie only lasts 90 minutes. And half of them don't even want to watch the whole thing. I got a kid right. who won't watch a movie. Right, 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 right. So and that's then, no fun. And then you can't do the same thing the next day because nope. everybody's 
going stir crazy. Everybody. So you get you basically get a few good hours of staying cozy and that being fun and cute. Yeah, and then and cozy then... becomes eating your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. There's like, it's sort of like how I went into the beginning of summer, which I think I'm only now mm-hmm. finally emotionally over summer mm-hmm. break. Uh, but like, I'm gonna, <laughs> finally yeah, I gotta like, I gotta pen some activities. We're gonna have uh. these games. We're gonna play. I've got crafts that we're gonna do. Like, we're yeah. gonna have these activities to get through these days, right? Yeah. Or the weekend part or the snow days, like breaking case of a snow day, right? Like yeah. all the shit. And then like, you get there and you're so fried mm-hmm. that it's like, mm, Okay, yeah, sure, you can watch one more one more show. Like, here's yeah. your, your normal, like, one to two show window. Yeah. And then, like, can we watch one more? Yeah. Sure. Can I watch another? Sure. All right. <laughs> can we watch one more? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> this one will be this your last really one. really it. And then we're, you guys play on your own. Like, and here's, yeah. and then you get into the, like, and this, some of this could be stemming from 10 days yeah, um, yeah. losing my mind. But that's why this is a really good time for us to have this conversation. Because that also happens in winter. Like, <laughs> right. people leave and go on trips yeah. and do stuff. And, like, yeah. winter, you're just trapped, like, inside. Yeah. Like, as soon as you come home from school, you're trapped inside. And as soon uh-huh. as you, like, get up in the morning, you're still trapped inside. You're trapped uh-huh. inside all weekend. And there was, like, this moment <laughs> yesterday. It's weekend again, pouring down rain, hasn't stopped. And, like... They're playing really nicely uh-huh. in their room, which is great. And uh, I walk in for just a split second, and Ellis, I see that Ellis has markers. Uh-huh. And I just walk out. Ellis is three. Yeah. Uh, I know. Is he, like, sitting at a table with Yeah, them? sure. But, okay. like, anything on that table, the wall, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, in my brain, I walk out, and I'm like, I've just left my three-year-old mm-hmm. in his room, in Katie Bell's room, with markers. Yeah. I know how this could wind up. Uh-huh. Just like statistically, uh-huh. there's like, as going opposed to, to be... supervising. Right. As opposed yeah. to supervising. Don't, because I was in there, I'd be yeah. like, don't, right. Yeah. But you don't have some time and paper. energy for that. There's yeah. some paper in there somewhere. Yeah. He'll figure it he out. He might not draw on the wall. He might not draw on the wall or the carpet or his face. He comes out and yeah. there's this huge green circle on his forehead. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Look at that. I literally was just like, huh, look at that. How'd you get that? And then I happened to look in his hand and there's a green circle in his oh. hand. So he, clearly- <laughs> so he clearly had drawn it on his hand and it stuck it on his forehead at some point. But one circle is still better than bad. like yeah. the whole face, yeah. which is something we could be working up to. Oh, yeah. But like there's that kind of thing where you're like, yeah. We've all kind of lost our mind a little bit. Yeah. I leave. I'm at the point where I leave. I just leave the glue and scissors yeah, and available. markers out. They're yeah. just out and they're in constant use. Yeah. And they're always everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And I just, I'm willing to risk it. I'll yeah. clean it up afterwards. Well, that's the, that's where this comes down to. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking cleaning up the fucking house. Yeah. Anyway. Right. At the, right now. 15 times a day at the end of the day it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I had some friends over last night to help me like over this last hump and Ellis is like at his little play kitchen where there happened to be like a bucket of of buttons and he's never done this before he dumps them out on the counter and like with a whisk just starts going like whisk and cooking like whatever and be like buttons are flying everywhere yeah and my friend kind of like looks down at it and she was like and before she can even say, I mean, she doesn't look like horrified or anything, but you know, she like she's about to say, yeah. "Is that is that cool, <laughs> right?" You know, yeah, because she wants to be helpful. And I just say, "Is he is he occupied?" She yeah. was like, 
Yeah. I was like, that's all right. I'm going to have to clean up anyway. Yeah. I got to clean up anyway. Yeah. Here, Ellis, do you want some like oatmeal well, it, to go with that? It's either that or something else. Yeah, something you know, else like, will be. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, this, I think there's like this sort of willful acceptance that takes us over yeah. in times like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that there's like, there's a couple things that are happening. Thing number one is what we've been talking about, which is that if you're inside with kids all day, mm-hmm. like you just have to realize that you can't not make a mess. So yeah. that's happening. Yeah. And then like, can we get into like psychologically yeah, you're what's gonna going lose on your with temper. us? Because like, there's also like, and I think it, it makes me think also back to, cause my kids are, I don't ever have ideas and I don't ever suggest <laughs> right, stuff yeah, yeah. and it's fine because they yeah. have their own things that they come that's up right. with and they just do it. But like I like I think back to I mean that's still hard in different ways, but like yeah. I think back to when they were babies. Yeah. And that was like really dark days. Yeah. So like I'm thinking about people also who have babies right yeah. now and and you really how, can't like, go anywhere. Yeah. Or like you can go somewhere, but like just the energy involved. Yeah. Like it's just so much work or you're tired because you didn't sleep the night before or whatever. And like the the like darkness of like being up in the night yeah. and then the next day just like being in your house with your baby. Well, like, it's really isolating. I mean, like there's yeah. something about when, yeah, psychologically for us, I know that like what I go through is it becomes... Like, the only contact I have Uh is, like, online. And then that puts me on my phone more. I find myself on my devices a lot more when I'm home all day and I'm stuck and I can't go anywhere. Which is actually not necessarily a negative. Like, I understand that it negatively affects things also. But, like, in the uh, the opposite of that. that, There's some connection. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, like, I know for me, I really, this last run, I was like, I am dangerously on my phone too much. Like, Mm -hmm. anyway. But at the same time, there's, like, a weird, again, your need for this connection. And then there's, like, I just, the desire to have a few minutes by yourself becomes... You, you can never be satisfied, it feels yeah, like, yeah, for me. Yeah. Where, like, that's why it's like, are you in there with markers? I don't yeah. care because yeah, I'm just going to stand in this kitchen and not talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the yelling, like the temp, like losing your temper. Yeah. That, like when you're, like, you're in there all day. You yeah. wouldn't spend that much time with anybody that you love. I know. <laughs> but like your kids, there's this assumption that like. That that's normal. That that's yeah. normal to yeah. have to spend Every single minute <laughs> yeah. with them, and that like you're horrible if you don't want to. But like, and I mean, I love my children. Of course you do. I cannot be with them all day. No. But there you are with them. Yeah. All day in the winter, especially yeah. on you know, like if your work is canceled and school is canceled, and like, or it's just the weekend. The weekend can be just enough. It is sort of a hotbed for sort of mental up and down. Do you think that like, I mean, I know in some places it just isn't, uh, sometimes it isn't even like safe to go out in yeah, the winter. If you're like in the middle of a storm and yeah. you know, well, you have ice. Kids, yeah, yeah, like you just can't go out that day. Um, but I think like so much of what, just speaking for myself, what's going on for me is like, 
I just don't feel like it. Like yeah, if my yeah. kids weren't there, I would be perfectly happy to stay in my <laughs> yeah, house all yeah. day. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Being like, cozy. Yeah. Having hot chocolate. Watching movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Like I could occupy myself in a variety of ways yeah. at yes. home and enjoy that. Yeah. Like that's just that's just me. Yes. Um, and so the idea of like putting on all the clothes and like getting it together and like dealing with the rain and dealing with whatever, you know, whatever driving conditions. So, you know, you can have friends over. Sometimes that, that doesn't go great because sometimes (laughs) it just like maximizes the like strain of everybody being inside all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like, I'm wondering if it's like, it's actually like simpler than I really think, which is like, I need to, on those days, I just need to find a way to leave the house with my kids at some point in the day. If it's physically possible, yeah. it needs to, like, I, to I feel like that up. is actually, a, like, I, that's actually an antidote to this. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I, I even can, if, yeah. who knows what it is. You go out the and store, you get a muffin. Yeah, or you go the to the grocery store the for a little bit. Or you yeah. go, you know, you do a an errand. Store. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I remember uh, that first uh year with katie bell in new york and i there were several days where i was losing it yeah and and then i was like go outside like this voice yeah. inside my head was like go outside yeah. whatever you just do physically, physically get your body get out your of body your apartment and it was such a game changer mm-hmm. but it's true like even just going into the backyard if you can or yeah. you know into the car you said to the bakery you know the other thing i try and i forget and then i remember again is music putting on music that uh, yeah. I, I really like yeah you know Or just something to kind of brighten it up. Yeah. Um, Helps. Totally. Yeah. You know, when you go to the store, get some flowers. That helps me sometimes to put up around the house. Like that kind of helps. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, And then just try to remember that one more hour of television really won't kill them. Oh, my God. Yes. By all means, (laughs) do not stress out about television. (laughs) Oh, my God. These are the days where it does not matter. If it helps you, do it. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Spring. Spring is the digital shopping destination for over 1,500 brands for all your fashion, beauty, and lifestyle needs all in one place. You guys, I... I'm really into this. The stuff that's on there is from all different brands, from all different companies, and it's all compiled in one way as though, like, it's one store. So it makes it really easy to browse, and it was a really great shopping experience. You can download the Spring app in the App Store or go to shopspring.com to start saving on all the latest fashion and lifestyle trends. You get free shipping and free returns on your Spring purchases with no spending minimums. As an added bonus, use the code MOTHER at checkout to take 20% off your first purchase. See the website for more details. That's shopspring.com or shop through the Spring app and use code MOTHER. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. 
Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. I took Grace to the Women's March in LA over the weekend. Um, It was. I'm 35 weeks pregnant, guys. I woke up that morning just being like, is this a good idea? Like, is it? I I was genuinely questioning that. I've been having, like, some symphysis pain. And I just thought, like, I don't know how crazy it is getting down there. And I, you know, um, I just just wasn't sure. And I was definitely going on my own. And I was definitely going to... Do it with grace, yeah. you know? And then, like, she, her, her, like, stomach was bothering her a little bit. And I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah, you can't go yeah. down there and, like, not, like, have yeah. her, like, need a restroom. And, right. like, not be able to deal with that. But I was just like, I I can't not do this today. Yeah. Like, I just, like, had to do it. Yeah. And so I was like... I was like, we're just doing it. And I was I was excited. And I'd been like talking it up to Grace for a few days. Right. And she was like adamantly against it. <laughs> like, I think just because she's never been to yeah, a march before. And so yeah. she was like, you know, yeah. nervous. And I don't like the crowds. And I don't want to do right. this and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, we're definitely doing, we're it. doing it. But then she was like throwing a temper tantrum about oh. it. And I was like, can I like, I, I can't physically drag her because right. I'm not in physical shape for that. Sure. But then I realized, I had my genius moment, which was I asked her, do you want to document our experience today by being our photographer and taking nice. all the pictures of the day? And immediately the tears, it was like instant. It was like immediately, okay. Like she was just instantly excited, oh. totally ready to go, totally pumped. And we had the best day oh, like it was such an so amazing good. day we yeah. had so much fun um and it was such a cool experience and i was so glad that it worked out i'm so glad about that that Thank is you. so good good Thanks. job uh my genius is i got i've gotten through these 10 days and that's oh, it i'm oh, fucking tired so and i wish i had something better than just having survived these days because no. the bar is really low no no no, no but no. like so good and i'm you not even and here's the thing the real genius is, is and this is the years of practice and getting really good at this is Stefan gets home late tonight mm-hmm. uh after everybody's in bed and i'm like one of those things i've been working on for years and years is and i'm not going to be resentful like i don't feel the resentment <laughs> What it felt uh-huh. like two or three years ago, even though he's like working. I know this has been a really hard trip and like all this stuff, but like that still wouldn't have gotten. I still would have been bent out of shape, right? When he walked in the door, I just, I just can't control it. But I remember his last trip, I was really good about it, and this time again, I'm just like, no, this is just like what our life is right now, and that's what he had to do, and this is what I had to do, and he's gonna come home, and it's gonna be fine, and I feel like mentally prepared for his return. You're amazing. I'm feeling that's good about amazing. it. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Hi guys, I have a genius moment. Um, I don't know where we got this idea. But um, when we, meaning my wife and I, go out to eat with our baby, she's currently nine months old, we usually ask for the check when the food comes or occasionally when we order. Like, I'd like this and this, and can you bring the check as well? And then we pay it right away. And what that means is when the baby starts yelling or screaming, and if we need to make a quick exit, we can just get up and go without waiting for the whole um, 
you know, they bring you the check and then they take the credit card and they bring it back and, and all of that. I suspect it will be helpful in the future as well as she gets older and possibly has tantrums. She's a little young for that now. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for such a fabulous show. Bye. It's really it's good. so easy. It really and why easy. didn't we think of this before? Yeah, it's I mean, so yeah, good. Yeah, we've done the, like, ask for the check when we can sense it, like, uh-huh, halfway yeah. through. But to, like, or, like, once they've brought stuff. Yeah. But it's really smart to just do it all at the beginning. You're yeah. with the baby. You're not having seconds. There's no, like, extra drink coming. No, no. You're, like, you're just. You ha- know what's happening. You know what's happening. Yeah. You're out in the world. Yeah. Of- with somebody who doesn't give a shit about what you <laughs> right. want to do. So, like, pay that check, yeah. tip them high, and that way you can walk out the door. I just really think that's smart. Yeah. Good, Good job. job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. I have just been, like, just perpetually late for absolutely everything. Like, oddly enough, I was on time today for yeah, yeah. morning, which was totally unhelpful because we have terrible weather right but now. But I was so late you were as late. a result. But, I, no, I've just been – it's been so hard, and it's also – It's so much that it's at the point where I'm telling myself the mental story now (laughs) that, like, I can't be on time. I physically can't do it. Right. I don't know what's happening because, I mean, it's always been a little bit of a struggle for me to be, like, exactly on time. But, like, now it's just I'm just always late, (laughs) even if I'm trying really hard hard to not be late. It's just that's where I'm at right now. It's not enjoyable. just barely a person. Yep. You're failing miserably. Well, you took it to a little, that's a little farther. <laughs> barely a person. Is, that's, a, that's like. You're just, what did we say? A piece of machinery who's got a very important job. What did you say yeah. last week? Uh, that, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. For my taking it too far. <laughs> and for the fact that, you get, that you're that you late. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I my my temper has been really bad. I like really have been, you know, I I like over these last couple of weeks, I've just been like getting to my yelling way faster mm-hmm. than I like. And I don't even like yelling at the kids and like, you know, Kay Bell and I have this whole thing where she's like, please don't yell at me. And I'm like, you know, like and I'm like, I get it. You know, and our rule is if I have to ask you three times after the third time. You know, that's where the yell's going to come. That you know, mm-hmm. the yelling, why I'm yelling is because you're clearly not listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, so if you don't want me to yell, do it the first time I ask, right? But with Ellis, like, I mean, it's so quick. Like, they're, like, the other night where it was just too far for me was that, like, they were, we're at the table, we're having dinner, and he's, like, you know, grabbing on her, and she says to stop. And it's not even that big a deal. She's just saying stop, and he's not. I'm like, stop touching your sister. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. And it's, like, the very next thing out of my mouth is, like, fucking mommy dearest yelling. You mm-hmm. know, where it was, like, you stop touching your sister! I mean, yeah. it's just so, like, yeah. loud and, like, angry. And, uh... You know, his face goes to this, like, weird, angry face. Like, where he kind of, like, pulls in, and he makes, mm-hmm. like, this angry face. And I, 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 that face was just this, like, oh, my God. I, not only does he not understand why I'm yelling this loud. Yeah. I'm like, why what he's doing is making me this angry this fast. Yeah. Uh, this may be why he is snapping so fast at his frustrations because his I mean I know a lot of that's just being three years old but it is really hard for me not to like tie in how quick I go to like yelling to like if he doesn't want to do something he goes 
from nothing to like yelling really fast. Uh-huh. One day I heard him say, get out of my room, right? Uh-huh. It was just, it sounded like, I was like, oh my God, I think he's like imitating me when I'm like, oh, yeah. get out of like, this thing. And I just was like, yeah. I felt, I, I just feel like shit about it. I and know. I'm like really, really trying to be conscious of it. You are. You I can tell how conscious it, you are. No, to it. the point where maybe overlay, debilitate me for yeah. weeks. But like, anyway, I just fucking hate it. That really It sucks. always makes me feel like I am failing when I do that. I totally hear you. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's all right. Hi, my bad mother. I'm calling with a fail. Um, I am a relatively new resident of Minnesota, and I'm from Seattle, so I wasn't used to getting my kid ready for winter weather at school. And um, I packed up her backpack with her mittens and her hat and her scarf and her snow pants on her first day of snow, and I sent her off to kindergarten, and I was so proud of myself that she was ready to go so she could play on the playground and be nice and warm and toasty. And I went to pick her up from school afterwards, and turns out I had put my snow pants in her backpack. <laughs> so she went to school with everything except for her snow pants and played on the playground wearing just some leggings in 36-degree weather. Uh, and I'm mom of the year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yeah, I would never, ever, yeah, do Teresa something would like never. that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, None of us nothing could possibly similar to that has ever happened <laughs> to me recently. Nothing, yeah, well, so, didn't we have a call once where the woman also just forgot she is? Like, like, you know, like she was like running back and forth and like she had like a different car, a different bag or something. And then she gets to school and then she has no shoes for her kid. Because the kid like didn't want to leave the house. And like Ellis is going to that phase too right now where he's like, yeah. no shoes. And he's well, like, I, I definitely have brought my kid to school with no shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like right. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then, uh, yeah, just, you know what? Are you dressed <laughs> do you have, Do you have pants? pants on? Do you have pants on? Is something covering your something upper, covering upper, upper body? Lower body. You'll be fine. That's really got all that extra stuff at the school. It's yeah. fine. You're, but still. Yeah, you still you're suck. You're failing at moving to a cold <laughs> winter area. Yeah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, and so it's important to know where your food comes from. You guys have heard us talk about Blue Apron before. (laughs) Blue Apron is the only reason I've ever cooked. (laughs) Um, it's it's a great service. Uh, they send really good, really fresh, delicious ingredients. They make the cooking process really easy, and yet you are actually cooking. So for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badmother. That's blueapron.com slash badmother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Teresa, yes. let's call a parent. Great. Woohoo! This week, we are calling author and illustrator Jenny Jekyll about her new graphic novel, Spot 12, Five Months in the Neonatal ICU. Welcome to the show, Jenny. 
Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on. And before we get into the graphic novel, uh, we would like to ask you what we always ask our guest, which is who lives in your house? Yes. Um, I live with my partner, Chris, and our non-binary child, Asa, who is almost 12 years old and is still very uncivilized. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Can I totally ask a random invasive question? Yes. Okay, good, because last week we had on um, a guest uh, from Gender Spectrum uh, who was helping me define a lot of, like, uh, questions that I had before I stuck my foot in my mouth uh, out in the world. And so uh, do you use a pronoun to refer to Asa at all? Because in writing, I've seen you have referred a pronoun. uh, You said, uh, I think there's like a bio of you somewhere that says lives with your daughter. So do you you use pronouns or descriptors? Yeah, well, Previously, Asa was, I called Asa my daughter, and we used she. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the last two years, Asa has identified as gender neutral and now prefers gender neutral pronouns. So, um, so we're using like they and them to refer to Asa instead of she and her. Cool. Cool. So thank, thank you for asking that. Well, thank you for answering that. Yeah, not thank you. hanging up the phone on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, please, any questions, the more invasive, the better. Oh, good. Well, good. Let's get into the really horrible dark times of the first five months of Ace's life. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, okay, actually, let's do. So uh, before we get into the book itself, I think what would be helpful uh, for, for everybody is for you just to give us a quick sort of breakdown of... Uh, of Asa coming into the world and why you guys were in the uh, ICU. Yes. Um, Asa was born with a malformed esophagus and trachea. So that meant that um, right away we were were launched into this completely medical world. Um, And it, let's see, it went on for five months in the NICU. And then once we were home, uh, we still had quite a lot to deal with. So, but at first, um, there were lots of surgeries, there were procedures, there were tests. It was this very eventful five months. And then <clears throat> by the time we went home, Asa had a tracheostomy, which is, um, for those who don't know, it's a, a surgery to make a hole in the front of the throat that connects the outside with the trachea. And then there's a plastic tube put in there, and that assists breathing. Um, and Asa also had a gastrostomy tube, which is um, a surgically made hole from the outside right into the stomach to assist with feeding. And both of those things, um, and especially in combination, required a lot of very um, intense care and uh, and gave rise to a lot of stress and crisis and all that kind of fun stuff. And then, you know, like, you know, and how quickly did the, you know, depression set in? I mean, like, because that's, that's not, you got to learn how to change diapers. You know what I mean? Like, these are your, 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 your brand new parents. And for most people, there's a stress of like, how do I do diapers? How do I help my baby sleep? How do I feed my baby? Is my baby going to, you know, take breast milk or not breast milk or like whatever. There's like all these like things that, you everybody kind of goes through if if you wind up getting a child this way if you <laughs> have the yeah. child and then to be like I have to now feed and and help my child breathe through tubing and I mean like stuff yes. that is 
a lot scarier than I'm scared I'm going to pinch my baby's penis when I'm putting on a <laughs> diaper yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like too tight. Yeah. The, the stakes are, were, you know, life and death right away. And, I mean, really, on an emotional level, it felt to us like as soon as Asa was born, a bomb went off, and when the dust settled, we were on this other planet yeah. where it was full of machinery and strangers and noises and new language and all kinds of uh, critical stuff going on. So, um, so to be a to be a first time parent of a newborn in that setting, as you say, many challenges. Yeah. <laughs> so you asked about the depression. Um, because I did end up having a very deep postpartum depression. I yeah. didn't start out with that. Like when we, once Asa was born, we were thrown into this crisis, and it was terrifying and upsetting. And I was having those kind of emotional reactions, which doesn't, you know, does not instantly mean depression. It's just like you are reacting naturally well, yeah. to a situation. But what happened to me was that since it was five months long, that over time, um, I really went downhill. Like, uh, the, the stress and the traumas really accumulated and sent me down. So, like, if you can imagine uh, one of the worst days you've ever had in your life and then followed by one of the worst nights yeah. that you've had in your life and then repeat that 150 days and nights in a row, you can get a sense of, how it really can drive you down. Well, there's also, I think, this sense of like, again, you have a baby or you're pregnant and you yes. have this assumption of this is what's going to happen after I have yeah. this baby. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to go home. And even for people who just go home, the disruption yeah. can be so extreme that yes. uh, you you have, you know, I, I have spoken about my postpartum depression. Uh, it's very common. It is very... It is something that is easily happens after you yes, have a baby. And then, so. but you're not at your home. I mean, you do have, like, on top of that, all of this other stuff happening. And you guys weren't even in your country. Yes. <laughs> you guys were somewhere and luckily, else. <laughs> luckily, we weren't in our country. Yeah. Well, yes and no, because on the one hand, um, well, Asa was born in Canada, yeah. and Chris and I are American. And thanks to the medical system here, Everything was taken care of. We didn't have to pay for anything. Oh, my and this is this is millions Lord. of dollars yeah. and, and, and long-term as well. Because once we were out of the hospital, we still were dealing with quite a lot. So, so we were very lucky. On the other hand, we had only been here about a year and a half, and we didn't know that many people. We didn't have a very established support system. Yeah. But suddenly we needed a lot of support. Yeah, and so your mom came. My mom came, yes. <laughs> this is my favorite. Yes. I have to tell you, my, it is one of the darkest moments in the book, but it is also one of my favorite moments in the book because I'm a little yes. fucked up. But there's your <laughs> mom, who's a therapist, right, like yes. who, who helps people deal with emotional stress. 
Yeah. She's been there helping you, like, take care of stuff. But from the book, it seems like not necessarily your your mental health. More of, like, it's, it's sort of like my father-in-law right. is a surgeon, like an ER doctor, but he never could deal with, like, his kids when they were cut. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, that it's relationship exactly like that. was different. And there's a scene in the book where... You have finally, you can see it, it's just, you can see it building. You do such a wonderful job of describing this building depression, this building, and it's not just depression, this like, and, but it's, it is, I guess it is part of like what postpartum is that like you feel like yeah. you're just really losing your mind and, yep. <laughs> and, and you're building it and building, it. you finally get to this point and you just lose it in front of your mom and yep. I mean like lose it. And I lost it more than I ever lost yeah. it ever in my life yeah. at I mean, that particular moment, yes. Yeah, and she, and her response was, she kind of lost it. Like, she was, she was yes. like, don't do this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and it was, and which I think, as you describe it in the book, was almost more like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I was supposed to do? There's some irony there. Yeah, like, so yeah. how did you guys, because that's like a whole nother relationship level happening during this. And I think a lot of people who are in these situations, they get support, and it's so nice to have support. Yes. But it's also difficult to deal with support sometimes. And it's... It, uh, it, absolutely. Yeah, can you, can the, you talk support, about that some? Yeah. Well, my mom came from California to help us. She threw herself into helping us in all kinds of ways, which was incredible, incredibly helpful for us. And then, but of course, like, we're in a crisis situation, and like many mothers and daughters, my mom and I have a pretty complicated history. So the tensions between us that, you know, had been there forever kind of exploded once we were in this crisis <laughs> situation. So, um, yeah, it, in that particular moment, we had an interaction in the there it was the communal kitchen of the on-site residence where Chris and I were staying. It's a residence at the hospital for parents of kids in the NICU, and um, my mom and I had sort of a, a you know a clash over something tiny, and then I just because of it had been months of the buildup of all the stress and trauma of the entire situation and the tension between her and I. And I lost it. I turned around. There was a Coke machine in front of me when I turned around. And I just attacked the Coke machine. <laughs> I mean, I, I hit it as hard as I could. And then I dropped to the ground and I screamed bloody murder. Yeah. I, I actually screamed in a public place. I attacked a Coke machine and I screamed oh, in a yeah. public place. And it was after that point that I realized that I was... I mean, I knew I was not doing well mentally prior to that, but after that, there was no way that I could say, you know, I've got to do everything I can to get my shit together, yeah. including go on medication. But I will say, um, just, you know, I'm, I think we're going to get to some advice yeah. kind of material later, but if you if you ever lose it and you attack something physically... <laughs> And you attack an inanimate object, A plus. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's true. That really is true. Like, that's, that's really good. And I, th I think that's also, like, what's compelling about the story is how long 
it took you to get to a place to ask for help for yourself because, yes. it, and that's again, yeah, if that's really true of like all women, th- all women, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah. okay, let's talk about uh, the the writing of the novel. So, I guess the question is, you get through this process, mm-hmm. and. When did you decide that you are when and why? Did you decide you wanted to to do the graphic novel and how long did it take before you decided to do it? Could before you actually did mm-hmm. it? Yeah, well, it was something I started thinking about right away because I am a I am a comic right. artist and writer and illustrator and stuff. So and and because the situation was so incredibly bizarre like on on one level it was it was so devastating to go through on another level it was kind of like kafka you know just right yeah weird as hell and um and it's this whole seemed like this whole other world so i started thinking about kind of the theatrics of that but um but what happened was once we left the hospital um we had we had a lot to deal with once we were home we still had this you know all these uh, high stakes special medical needs going on, and mm-hmm. so there was there was all of that. But having left the hospital, that whole five months really hung over me like a black cloud, and I needed somewhere to put that black cloud yeah. or some way to deal with it. So the process of making the book <clears throat> helped me to remember what happened, put things in order reimagine them, process them, and then ultimately put this experience in a separate container. Yeah. And just having it in a separate container outside of just my psyche was very therapeutic for me. Yeah, I can imagine. It's especially I guess given the fact that you all that you illustrate it as well. I think it's yeah. it's like an added it's you know, not only are you verbally like removing this from you, you get to put it in images that that really allow you to express what you were feeling during that. And you got to feel it throughout exactly. the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. exactly. And the way that I chose to illustrate it um, is a fairly non-literal way. Like I don't draw human beings; I draw animals. Yeah. And I am. I wanted to be able to express with the images the interior reality like the emotional reality of the experience yeah so having if i could draw a particular doctor you know in any shape that i wanted (laughs) um, that really helped me express that and like one of the things back to my mom a little bit um do you so one of the things that has gotten in the way of my mom and i getting along is that even though we have a lot in common um we're also very different. Like she's this very energetic extrovert and I'm like a very tired introvert. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would experience her personality as um, pretty overwhelming. So I modeled her character on the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Do you remember it from the old cartoon? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So like, like I'd be trying to have a tiny little quiet moment with Asa, and then like the Taz would come in, you know. <laughs> and then um, my my dad makes a small appearance in the book. Yeah, um, he wasn't there for that much time, but so he's not in the book that much. 
but I modeled his character on Kermit the Frog because <laughs> he's a very Kermity kind of guy. <laughs> and if you can imagine, once upon a time, the Tasmanian devil being married to Kermit the Frog, <laughs> you can imagine it didn't last very long, <laughs> but but did produce me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about. First of all, I just want to say, how is Asa doing these days? People, I'm yeah, sure, will be yeah. like, what? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Asa's doing great. Um, as I mentioned, Asa's almost 12, so we're we're really getting into adolescence, which is <laughs> nerve-wracking for me. I, I definitely need advice on that. Um, but Asa's doing great. Asa's happy and healthy and excited about life and into lots of stuff and has been now, <clears throat> it's been almost a year since uh, they had the surgery to close the tracheostomy. Wow. Wow. So we, it re- we had this tube for a very long time, very big feature of our life, um, which is a kind of a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but once, once that was um, surgically repaired and healed, the one thing that Asa couldn't do before was learn to swim. So... We spent the whole summer swimming, so that was pretty thrilling. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. That's incredible. That's amazing. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Um, All right, well, let's talk about, you know, we're not big advice givers on this show. However, however, (laughs) there we are. Uh, I like to phrase it as, how can, what can we learn from people's experiences? Totally. Uh, or, Or just steal from people. Uh, and yeah. I, so I was wondering, knowing all of your experience, what could, what would you like yeah. offer to people who find themselves suddenly in the situation to survive this? I think every situation is different. Right. So I can only really speak for myself, but, but that said, there's so much we need that's universal. So hopefully this will be useful. Yeah. Um, so the first thing is all about support is that parents with kids in hospital need a lot of support. Um, For me, I needed help with basics, like I needed food, I Mm -hmm. needed help with laundry. I needed someone to stay with Asa while I had to do other things. Like for one thing I had to do was be on the breast pump literally eight hours a day at first. Wow. Um, You know, for all the time that that took, you know, and whatever else I needed to do. I wanted to be with Asa as much as possible and we wanted to have someone there with Asa because, um, well, right. They're they're not getting the kids are not getting attention on a human level. They're getting medical attention, but right. You know that's what the parents do. So, um, I really needed emotional support. Like I needed to talk to someone every day. That would have been best. Yeah. Um, and I needed to take a walk every day. Like get outside and have some exercise and fresh air and just a little touch of normalcy. Yeah. So so that was the first thing, like, it's all about support. And then the second thing, um, being a parent in the NICU or, by extension, the hospital, um, the first and foremost, this is your baby. This is not the hospital's baby. You know, the primary identity of this child is not their patient. It's your baby. Mm. So trust your instincts. Like, if you want to cover the baby's head, cover the baby's head. <laughs> If, you know, if yeah. you can be involved in helping out with the procedures, some procedures need the baby to be held still or um, 
all kinds of things, just get in there and do it as much as possible so that you can be there and you can soothe your child, you can talk to your child, sing to your child, and physically touch them. And and this is, a, I think this is a particular one for women, is don't be afraid to ruffle the feathers of the people in authority. <laughs> it's like, you know, advocate for what you think is best and don't be afraid to piss people off. I yeah. mean, you know, you want to work with people as diplomatically as possible. They're there to help your child, you know. But um, but don't be afraid to piss them off a little bit. Yeah. The third thing was um, looking out for signs of postpartum depression. Mm. And that's, you know, for, for the NICU. Like, I didn't have a history of depression prior to ASA being born, so I didn't know the signs. And um, And I know, like I said earlier, you know, I was reacting to all these events in what in what I thought were a natural way, which I was, but then over time, um, some things that I noticed about, you know, what were signs of the depression for me, um, should I say some of those things or? Sure. Yeah, or, please. Oh, okay. Please. So um, one of those signs was like, I would break down and I would cry and I would have no relief from the crying. So whereas normally if I'm upset to the point of crying and I cry, then afterwards I feel calmer, I feel relieved, I can think more clearly, and I can move into a, an emotional state that's happier. But when I was really sunk in that depression, that I felt exactly the same after crying as I did before, and I just felt very bad all the time, like there was no emotional variation. Um, I also found that I was I had a very hard time functioning just with normal things. There were things I could not do that were very normal, like wash dishes. <laughs> like we had a sink in our room, and it was piled up with dirty dishes, and I couldn't get up and wash them. Yeah. Um, also, like, very relentless dark thoughts. Yeah. And then, of course, um, <laughs> the Coke machine attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. So, for you know, for myself... Had I known, and I, what I did do is I, I began taking antidepressants, and that was helpful. And so had I known in, in advance, I would have started medication a lot sooner. Yeah. I think it would have helped me uh, just be a little more sane. <laughs> I think, and I think little more is the, is the phrasing there, because that is an insane <laughs> situation to be in. Yeah, um, like, yeah like you're never going to feel like, this is just a piece of cake. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I feel great. <laughs> well, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up to the book. I, you know, here, here's the thing, guys. I know it feels like a heavy book, but it, it, it's beautiful and it's touching. And I think it, it also, uh, for anyone who hasn't had a, an experience like this, it is a really uh, good and sort of kind way to... Uh, step into somebody else's shoes uh, who may be Mm -hmm. in a situation like this. Uh, I also think it's really helpful uh, for people who may be finding themselves in a situation like this uh, to read this. It it sort of embraces that whole, if you want something to make you feel like you are not the only person going through this, this book will do this for you. Yeah, I feel like that's a big reason for the book to be out there is these experiences can be so extremely isolating. Yeah. And it's really helpful to read about 
someone whose experience mirrors yours. Yeah. Because you're not the only one, and it's helpful. Yeah, it really is. So, again, we'll link everybody up to that. Thank you so much, and I'm glad to hear everything is going so well. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Baby Geniuses, we know everything. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours. Wow. That was nice. Yeah. It was nice. And like, you know what? (laughs) I will forever not be able to get the image of the breakdown with her mother out of my head uh-huh. and, and just like how relatable that yeah, moment is absolutely. Uh, for anybody who's, you know, been going through like a, a tough situation and is getting help. Totally. You know, sometimes we don't want help, but we need help. Well, um, and sometimes, sometimes you do just need the help, yeah. but that's still not fun. Yeah, it's still not you fun. Know? Like, yeah. Sometimes there isn't anything <laughs> to really do about it. Right. It's just, you still need the help and that may still not be fun, so that, yeah, but not great. That's, hap- that's happening and that's, that, that is part that's of it. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting so good at these guys. Uh, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, one bad mother. This is a rant slash fail. Woke up New Year's Day. You know, it's going to make a better year. Everything, we're going to do things right. <laughs> and my daughter has head life. <laughs> and so we spent the first day of 2017 washing everything in the house and combing everybody's hair and spraying everything and putting stuffed animals in plastic bags. And it's just, Fuck it. Fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) This is not what I wanted to be doing. (laughs) With my, like, last day of winter break, and I don't even know if I can send her back to kindergarten tomorrow. Like, (laughs) don't! Because now she has bugs, and what the hell? (sighs) Thank you for listening, and thank you for the show. Wow. Oh, I was like, so what's going to happen? What's coming? What's coming in the call? Like, listen, yeah. I'm like, it's New Year's morning. What's happening? What's, oh my God, don't go into labor. Sorry, Teresa, Teresa, right. I, I just got a I had a weird, she had a weird, weird thing. thing. Something it's happened. It's going to be a bumpy road, guys, for the next couple of <laughs> uh, weeks. Anyway, um, I just was like, what's going to happen? What's coming? And then she's like, lice. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I have. A, I don't even want to talk about it too much. No, in case it jinx all of us. All, it's like the ring. If you hear it, yeah. that may be the ring. You hear yeah. it within three days. Lice is coming from yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta tell you, look, that is rant worthy. Yeah. That is a super shitty way to start the new year. It is actually. You could spin it 
and be like, look how clean my house is for the new oh, year. Look how clean the house like is that. and how clean we are. And I really wanted to get rid of half that shit anyway. Yeah. So, sorry, we have to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, you don't actually have to, but you could. I'm just saying you could do some some deep purging. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a thing. Plus, it's still a new year. Still a new year. Long that hasn't game. changed. Yeah, we got a lot yeah. of year to go. Getting this out of the way. Yes, get the light. You're getting really good at this. You are getting You're really getting good at this. really good For at real. this. You are. You are doing a very good job. Teresa, yes. what did we learn today? We learned that seasons come, seasons go. <laughs> Our children will always be here, as will the ups and downs and possible monotony of parenting. Yep. Pick the season. We could probably do this show about any season, to be really honest, and be like, spring is great. Um, we're allergic to everything. Summer is the best. It's too fucking hot. Fall is lovely. Uh, no, fall's good. Fall like, is really busy. Yeah, That's fall is like busy. That's fall. Right. fall is busy. And winter is... Like you get holiday, you get Christmas, that or some other winter holiday, yeah. And we all know how that turns out sometimes. Yep. <laughs> then you've just got months and months of nature doing its thing, <laughs> keeping us in. Uh, we all learned that we're doing a really good job. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Uh, we have also learned that sometimes things are not how we plan in terms of when we have our children, and that Jenny and. Uh, all families who are going through an experience like this, uh, whatever that experience may be, are doing a really remarkable job. Yeah. Can I also add that before the show, you pointed out, you know, we, we often talk yeah. on this show about how, you know, everybody is living out their own personal hell in one way or another. You got a and biter like, or a disability. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like everybody's like, we all have shit and like there's no reason to sit around comparing our shit to right. other people's shit. Right. But there are some scenarios. You were saying this to yeah. me before the show, and I just think it's so real. Like yep. there are some scenarios that really stand out as a special kind of nightmare. Yeah, and I, I think it's just it's worth acknowledging. Yes, like that is what true. especially good job. Yeah, you parents are doing when you're in those nightmares. That is absolutely correct. And for those who have biters. The- <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it is true. So, everybody, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, you guys are. Really, you are. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, me.
fussing by not throw down mama Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.